Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. MLK Day, Hawks Day today. Let's see if the Hawks can, uh, I don't know. Not just get a win, but give us some reason to believe that things are going to move forward after what was. I honestly, I got a job freaky with you today for another hour here. I, I think the loss on Friday night was like the worst thing. Uh, I mean, it was awful uh, the other night uh, against Washington. I mean, I don't know how much worse you get than losing at twenty eight by twenty eight at home to, to a team that's six and thirty one. And the third quarter was abysmal. Defensively, offensively, I mean, the whole thing was just – that was, again, why I came in yesterday and said, you know, they entered the zip code to blow it up. It was that bad. If they lose today, oh, my God. What are we going to be saying tomorrow? Again, 330 against San Antonio. You had back-to-back home games against a 6-31 and Wizards team, which, by the way, was the worst defensive team in the NBA. And you scored 99 points. And now a 7-31 and team against the, the Spurs here. So you, you, you can't go 0-2, can you? I mean, that's, that's the water we're treading here. The Pistons are 3-36. and <laughs> I know. Uh, and uh, it po- possibly, I, if, I, if memory serves, the Philadelphia 76ers own the uh, worst record in NBA history of 9-73. and I think that's the worst record ever. I, I, I'm 99.999% sure. Okay. Nine and 73. And uh, the, the Pistons are on pace to, to break that. If I guess is that the term, right? They're on pace to go like six and, you know, 70, whatever, 76. Uh, so, or seven and 75. The, the Hawks are closer to the Pistons in terms of the number of wins, 15 to three. And losses twenty three to thirty six, than they are to the Boston Celtics at number one. They're they're closer to the Pistons in both wins and losses than they are to the Celtics in, who are in first place. That that tells you everything you need to know about the Hawks where they're at. And we're approaching the midpoint of the season of a season that's going nowhere. But where's it going? Play in, play in. I mean that's where we're headed with this. Again, trade down twenty four days away. I imagine they're going to make. Some small moves here, uh, get expiring contracts and play the season out and then have to have a come-to-Jesus moment at the end of the season here as to what they're doing with uh, players like, uh, you know, I'll give you his initials, Trey Young. I, I, I think that that's where you're at right now. Is, is this going to work or not? Because you owe it to him, you owe it to us. If, if it's not going to work and you can't figure it out, and they haven't been able to figure it out yet, but if you can't figure it out, there's no reason to, to – to, this is insanity. 
This is bad for everybody involved. All right, uh, the, the Falcons, on the other hand, and it's my spidey sense here that the Falcons are going to try and get a hold of this. There's no word yet on Mike McCarthy. It is 11.04 in the morning in, in Dallas. But it wouldn't shock me in the next hour or two if Mike McCarthy were to be relieved of his duties as head coach of the of the Dallas Cowboys, which would make eight. Currently, the list is the Panthers, because the Patriots have filled their job. The Panthers, one. The Raiders, two. The Chargers, three. The Seahawks, four. The Titans, five. The Commanders, six. The Falcons, seven. And maybe in the next uh, little bit here, the Cowboys, eight. So if the Atlanta Falcons have either... They've either made their choice or they're not going to look at Jim Harbaugh or and or they're going to look at Mike McCarthy. I think if they if we get a hint that they're looking at Jim Harbaugh or Mike McCarthy, presuming McCarthy is available and I think he will be, then they haven't made their choice. Because I think those two become top of the food chain kind of guys. So much so that if they got Jim Harbaugh in here and they started talking to Jim and Jim said, yeah, okay, can I can I pick the quarterback? And they say yes, then I think suddenly Jim Harbaugh becomes a guy. And maybe Mike McCarthy. So maybe they maybe they aren't locked in. But I still think that they are inclined, that being they, Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, are inclined to get a veteran coach. Mike McCarthy's got a ring. Jim Harbaugh's been to a Super Bowl. Hoodie's got more rings than you can count. I think they want somebody that's got a proven track record as a head coach. They haven't hired a remember they haven't hired a head coach in a long, long time. I mean, Mike Smith was a coordinator and Dan Quinn was a coordinator. You know, you had the interim with Raheem and Arthur Smith was a coordinator. And uh, so, I, I think a, a head coach is where I think Arthur Blank's headspace is at, which is why I said hoodie. But McCarthy could become an option. Jim Harbaugh would become an option, a guy that's been a head coach who's been to or won a Super Bowl, and a veteran quarterback, a Justin Fields, a Russ Wilson. I don't know how you work the Russ contract out. I just don't. It's so awful. What what Denver did to hamstring themselves with Russ Wilson is, I mean, I think he's due forty five million next year and fifty million the year after. So it's just enormous, and it's like, okay, I don't know how you make that work. Fields, on the other hand, is due essentially $30 million over the next two years. $6 million this year and a $24 million fifth year option due next year that you would have to pick up by May, which is if you traded for Justin Fields, you'd have to pick up the fifth year option. You know, you just would. So, um, because you're not going to let him become a free agent at that point. Because if, if he works out, great. If he doesn't, then it's, you spread it out over two years. is $15 million a year, and then you just kind of move on. Uh, so, uh, but there's that. And then there will be other guys like Kirk Cousins who, you know, he wanted to fully, he became the first player, right, in the history of the NFL to have a fully guaranteed contract when he went to, to Minnesota. So I think a veteran quarterback in here with Ritter as a backup, with a coach who's been to or won a Super Bowl, is where their headspace is. Now, that's not to say they couldn't go out and go ahead and they were blown away interviewing Brian Callahan or Anthony Weaver or bringing Raheem back or something, and they could go with somebody who doesn't fit that model and wants to go with, see, I would think that if you're, wouldn't it follow that if you're a coach, like let's say you're Anthony Weaver, assistant head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, and you see qualities in Jaden Daniels that you saw in Lamar Jackson, 
wouldn't you be saying, look, that's what I want? And when they go through the interview process, they're saying, what do you want a quarterback? And Anthony Weaver's going, look, that kid Jaden Daniels, he's the next Lamar Jackson. And I want him here. The problem with that is, is the growth curve. And, you know, how, how patient is Mr. Bike willing to be with a rookie quarterback? You know, does he buy into, yeah, he could be our C.J. Stroud and we can win immediately and go that far? I mean, maybe. Uh, I, I Maybe he does. I just think that's a secondary option in their world because I, I, this, I guess I'm just spitballing here. It could be Anthony Weaver and Jaden Daniels. And by the way, if it is, I'll be jumping up and down going, go, go, go. And I'll, but I'll jump up and down and go, 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 no matter who it is, whatever the combination of coach and quarterback is. Uh, but I, I, I guess I think I look at this team thinking that if you're ready to win the South again next year, and you are, this team is built to win the South this year. They should have won the South this year. They gave it away. Uh, and we all know that. They were horrific at times. But there's a reason that they told three members of their coaching staff that they were forbidden from looking for jobs. And, and, and most notably, Ryan Nielsen. The, for two reasons on Ryan Nielsen. One, because they really like Ryan Nielsen. And two, because they want to prevent him from going back to New Orleans to be that coach. <laughs> so um, they said, no, you can, you're not so much looking for a job. You're under contract to us and we're keeping you. And so the new coach is going to have to accept that. And that's another thing that's interesting in this kind of whole you know, ball of wax that they've got going at Flowery Branch is that the new coach is going to have to accept that the defense coordinator is already in place. He doesn't get to bring in his guy. Now you can bring in an offense coordinator, but, you know, so I'm not sure that the new coach is going to be a defensive guy because you already got a defensive coordinator, so you're not going to bring in a defensive guy when you've got a defense coordinator. So I think you're going to bring in a head coach or an offensive coordinator, right? Okay. That would kind of scratch a guy like Anthony Weaver, who's a defensive coach. Uh, so I think it's going to be – but I think they're leaning to head coach in Flowery Branch. They want they want a head coach who will then give some offensive coordinator duties maybe to an OC and a DC, and we just want you to be a head coach. Now, McCarthy's an offensive coordinator too. He likes calling plays, obviously. And he did so with Brett Favre. He did so with Aaron Rodgers. did so with uh, Dak Prescott. So, you know, but, but they would have to acquiesce to that if they wanted him. Uh, Harbaugh, um, yeah, I, I think Jim Harbaugh is okay with being a head coach. Hoodie, I think Hoodie's okay with being a head coach. And I have no problem with the idea of, of a head coach, somebody who's not wearing a, a headset. I kind of like that, actually. I, I, it's, it's old school. It's Bear Bryant kind of old school where you had a, a coach who didn't call the plays or call the defenses, who was managing the game more than he was doing anything else. He has an offensive coordinator to call the plays, defensive coordinator to call the sets, and he makes the final call on anything in consultation with those two. You know, so I, I like that. That's something that appeals to me, always has. It's the way I would like to run a team. If I if I had a team, that's how I would run it. I want a head coach with an offensive coordinator and with a defensive coordinator. That's how I would run a team. And I could see Hoodie accepting that. I could see Jim Harbaugh accepting that. I'm not sure I could see – Ben Johnson accepting that because I think Ben Johnson would look at it and say, look, I'm an offensive coordinator. By the way, I think Ben Johnson becomes a serious candidate in Dallas. Serious candidate in Dallas. So, see how it all plays out. Hawks again today, 3.30, and we will follow the Hawks in San Antonio with our coverage of the Eagles and Buccaneers live on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The uh, other game today will not be on 92.9 The Game because it got moved to today and we have a Hawks game. And, of course, that's the 
Oh, we are going to join in progress now? Oh, okay. I've been informed we will join that game in progress. It kicks off at 4.30, so we should join it probably early second quarter or something between the Steelers and the Bills from Buffalo, where it's supposed to be 17 degrees and about a 50% chance of snow. Uh, so they are going to play today in Buffalo. So what do we know now? We know that the NFC is the Packers and the 49ers next week and the Lions at home against the winner of the eagles Bucks game. The AFC, we know the Texans are in. We know the Chiefs are in, but we don't know who they're playing yet. And so we have to see how this kind of all kind of works out here. And the bigger story for us is going to be head coach and how fast the, uh, the Falcons move. Does Mike McCarthy become available today, for example? And is he a candidate here in Atlanta? And what other Arthur Blank chooses is what way? You may not like it. I, look, there's going to be adverse reaction to whomever is hired and whoever is as coach and whoever is uh, uh, placed in at starting quarterback. There's going to be adverse reaction. We all know that. You know, you don't want Kirk Cousins or you don't want this, you don't want that. Everybody, somebody's going to be mad, and I understand that. But while we're initially mad or upset and we don't want this to happen, the fact is you're not going to – the only options you have at that point when we kick it off in the fall for this coming season, your options are to stay mad and not watch or your options are to kind of get behind the program here and see if we can't make it work, which is what I will do because it's just what I will do. All right, quick break. When we get back, let's ask the expert, the guy who has his ear to the ground, Joe Patrick, uh, our reporter, insider from the Falcons, who's been up at Flowery Branch. How fast does he think the Falcons are going to move and which direction does he think they're going to go? We'll do that as we continue on this MLK Day, live on Sports Radio 90. Sports Radio 90, the game on this MLK Day, taking you to uh, top of the hour. Abe Gordon will take you one to three to a Hawks pregame. Hawks and San Antonio from State Farm Arena. With the real voice of the Hawks, Steve Holman, on the call today. See if the Hawks can get back on the right side of things after the disaster the other night. And it was a disaster. Uh, the uh, Atlanta Falcons have been front and center here. Hawks are going to be making a trade before the February trade deadline. We can we can bank on that. But the Falcons are going to be batting first here in terms of big news in town, and that's hiring a new head coach. There are currently seven teams looking for head coaches, we believe, after what happened yesterday in Dallas. that There's a strong possibility there will be eight, and the Cowboys will be in the mix and so the Falcons are going to have to kind of act quickly if they've identified their guy. We welcome into the program now the guy that covers the Falcons up at Flowery Branch for us and is our insider and uh, co-host of the uh, Wait For Tailgate show. Joe Patrick joins us on the WaitFor.com hotline. Hey, Joe. Hey, John. Good to be back with you. All right, Joe. I have a working theory here. Of course, I could be wrong. Uh, and if I am wrong, then I'm wrong. But my working theory is that a lot of this uh, interview process that's been taking place is kind of just for show. I, I believe that Rich McKay and Arthur Blank are going to hire a veteran coach. and That, that could be, you know, Mike McCarthy becomes available or they can talk to Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick. I think they're, they're inclined to go with somebody who has been to a Super Bowl, knows, knows how to get a team to a Super Bowl, and is going to be more inclined to – possibly take a, a veteran quarterback rather than draft one. I think that's where they're headed. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, I agree that that is kind of their mindset at this point in time. Now, of course, they're going to do all these interviews. They've been announcing that over the weekend. They've interviewed several uh, several guys from, you know, ranging in, in various kinds of different experience levels. But when I sat in that press conference, John, that Mark Rich McKay and Arthur Blank uh, were speaking about Arthur Smith's firing, 
to me, it was, and maybe this was just my own kind of prior notions, um, like affecting my own thoughts about this and I'm biased, but I just totally felt like they were ready to bring in somebody who is in their eyes, a proven winner uh, that can take this squad that is, that they feel is very close to competing at the highest levels. And a lot of players have said that too. Um, obviously they need to get the quarterback situation sorted out in order to do that, but to get a coach in that can just get them over that hump that uh, that has been kind of in front of them now for, for so many years uh, now having, I think the fourth longest streak in the NFL or tied for third, maybe um, without being to the playoffs. So obviously <laughs> having said that in a lot of people's that, that that's basically Bill Belichick. When we, when we talk about this, that is Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. And I think that, you know, Jim Harbaugh, we can kind of, I think, put to the side because it doesn't seem like the rumors are hot in that direction. I think that it, it doesn't make as much sense. Like if, if you just kind of try to get, you know, rationalize it, it makes a lot more sense for Jim Harbaugh to maybe go back to California where he was with the 49ers or, or with a, a, a place that already has a quarterback in place. Um, so that kind of leaves you with Bill Belichick. And I think that, I, you know, you never know exactly what the decision makers at the club are thinking in terms of how they see coaches, but it certainly seems to me like they have a lot more faith in a coach like Bill Belichick than, frankly, I do and a lot of fans in the Atlanta area do because what they've observed from Bill Belichick is um, nothing but, you know, being a playoffless team without the greatest quarterback of all time under center for him. So that's kind of where, what I see. And, John, also I just kind of think – um, from the perception of the club, I think Arthur Blank wants to kind of say, look, I'm going to go all in and bring in the best guy, the best coach there's ever been to, to this team. What more can I do as the owner for, for you, the fan, than to bring in a guy who's won six Super Bowls? But I don't know if fans necessarily see it that way. Um, and we'll see. And, and you know, maybe I, I, I could be wrong about the way that I'm thinking about this, but if I'm Arthur Blank, you're thinking about the situation that he's in as the owner of this club. It just feels like that's kind of the logical notion that, that would come up for him. Look, people are going to stomp their feet uh, for a lot of reasons if Belichick is hired as the coach. I get it. But at the same time, the reason I'm a little bit more cautious, I mean, you'll have uh, hosts on this station who go, this sucks, Belichick, blah, 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 blah. they'll scream into the mic, and, you know, and I could do that too if I wanted to, but uh, I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to give this a chance because they hired a coordinator in Smith, they hired a coordinator in Quinn, they hired a coordinator in, in the other Smith, in the second Smith. I think they're going to hire a proven head coach that's got a ring or has at least been to a Super Bowl, uh, somebody that knows how to guide a team in that direction, and people go, well, you know, that's the Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, and they suck too as coaches up. To, okay, fine. I mean, you can scream and stomp your feet all you want. Uh, we got to figure this out. And that and that leads me to believe that there's no chance whatsoever of the Falcons drafting, if it's Hoodie, for example, and Bill Belichick is the head coach here, there's no chance whatsoever that the Falcons are going to draft a quarterback at number eight. Zero. He just went down the Mac Jones route. He's not doing it again, not with Desmond Ritter as his backup. That means Bill Belichick, and it means Kirk Cousins. It means Bill Belichick, maybe Justin Fields, maybe. Or even if you can restructure the deal and figure out some way to get Russ Wilson, I think there's a veteran quarterback coming in. I don't think Bill Belichick wants anything to do with a rookie in front of Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Nothing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when, you know, Bill Belichick's situation, and these are just kind of the hard realities of life, is that he's in his 70s now. He probably doesn't have – 
that much more time in coaching. And I'm sure that he wants to obviously get that wins record that's been talked about. And so I think that that's honestly another reason why fans are uh, underwhelmed by this is because I think in their eyes, there isn't a long-term vision with this kind of hire. And it is kind of more um, a short-term gamble. And to your point there, John, I think that if you do bring in Bill Belichick, that's why he's not going to want to, develop a long-term quarterback and frankly I don't know if fans would even want to see him draft a quarterback and try to develop that guy either because that's not really so much been his MO obviously that happened with Brady but Brady's kind of a, a separate kind of circumstance altogether and but I think that the, one of the things you brought up there John I think is really important which is that um, if they were to go with one of these hot coordinators of Bobby Slowick Ben Johnson um, you know one of these uh, wonderkins you know that are out there who is going to be the next great thing well, that's kind of the, the, the parlay that they took on Arthur Smith, and it didn't work out. And so that's why I'm skeptical that that's the way they're thinking, that they would want to just kind of run that back and do it again. Now, that's just me uh, assume, kind of you know, assuming what I think they're thinking. If it were me, <laughs> to kind of go back to that press conference, uh, and I think somebody asked there about, is, is head coaching a crapshoot? I kind of tend to think that it is. Obviously, there are things you can do to try to vet it out to, to make sure that you're making the best decision possible. But um, I, I do think that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to go after another one of these play caller types. It could help you offensively. I think that, you know, if you look at a guy like Ben Johnson, he's a guy who's worked with works with very similar pieces in, in, with the Lions that the Falcons have, obviously just kind of missing that quarterback. But when you look at all the other skill position pieces, he's putting it together really well there. So I think that there are valid reasons for going after another one of these Arthur Smith type of profile of coaches where they're an offensive mind. But, um, but unfortunately I just don't think that that's the way the club is thinking. And, and also just lastly to kind of, you know, tie this up uh, because I want to touch on all these points that you brought up that are really good, John, which is that I, I do think that Bill Belichick is a very good football coach. Uh, I think that the, the problem in new England has been um, the amount of control that he has over the organization entirely, including the personnel side, which Terry Fontenot is in charge of here. Um, first of all, is Bill Belichick going to get that power if he comes to Atlanta? But also, you know, that's just something that you know we've seen has, has not been a bright spot for the Patriots for years now. Now, it's a testament to Bill Belichick's coaching ability and his ability to game plan and scheme up uh, his opponents on a week-to-week basis that he actually had has had the Patriots playing at such a high level even in the later years of Brady. Um, those picks were still not really hitting, but he was able to get the most out of the players that he did have, and they were obviously able to compete at the level of being a Super Bowl um, winner. So um, yeah, I, I don't want to underplay Bill Belichick's kind of coaching ability, but I, I think that that is limited in its extent. And what, how, do, how much will that coaching ability actually help the Falcons get to where they want to go to? I think that, you know, if, you, if the Falcons want, want to get to being one of these perennial top contenders, you got to have that quarterback and you've got to develop them and have them under control for a long time. So I think that these are just, you know, the things that we'll be debating continually for the next um, couple of weeks until the coach is hired. And then even after the coach is hired, I think we'll be debating them going into the draft and to see which way this, this franchise, uh, which direction they, they take. I, if it is Bill Belichick, I see no reason not to go ahead and make the move. I, I just I fail to see any reason to wait. Uh, just go ahead and make the move. Uh, do it uh, tomorrow. Do it Wednesday. Say we did our due diligence and we have decided uh, that Bel- Belichick is going to. And by the way, for all the people that are going to be mad about the idea of Bill Belichick and say Kirk Cousins, we'll just use those as examples. 
sure. uh, it might work, and and it might work for a couple of years, and you might make a couple of runs. And what more do you want? I mean, parades over prospects at this point. You you put everything into place, right? What did we say at the beginning of this season? We said that all Desmond Ritter needed to be was a point guard. Distribute the ball. You've got home run hitters all over the place. Distribute the ball, and just don't don't lose games. That's what we said. And what did he end up doing? Mm-hmm. Losing games. And so if you got a Kirk Cousins or somebody in here with the talent that's out there right now, this team can win the NFC South next year. They could probably win 10 or 11 and be, you know, I don't know what people, <laughs> the other thing, Joe, is that there were people saying, and I actually had a call the other day, uh, Belichick only wants to break Don Shula's win record. That's all he's here for. And I thought, stop it. You mean he just, he wants to win games? Yeah, but all he wants to do is break the record. So he wants to win games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these guys are competitive, you know? Like, like I don't doubt, yeah. While I, I think that the, the reasons for thinking that it is kind of more of a short-term um, plan if, you do, if they do go the Belichick route, uh, I think that's a legitimate thing to say because of the age. I, I don't think that the win record thing has a lot into it. I, I don't think that he's just kind of lingering around, hanging around. It, being a football coach is a grueling profession. It's, it might not seem like it because they get a, late, a long offseason, but they're working during the offseason. And then once you're in the season, you're working every single day of the week. So you don't get days off as an NFL coach. And so if he really was just trying to hang around, I mean, that's not – I mean, he's already so esteemed – um, in his coaching career, I don't think he necessarily kind of needs a, a, another record to to emphasize that point. And I think that he legitimately wants to stick around to be a, a winner. And, and I, I think he wants to prove that he can win without Brady. Like, I, I think that that is probably something that kind of um, drives him maybe more, more than the record. I, I think he wants to get to the playoffs and, and win in the playoffs with a team that doesn't have Tom Brady, that doesn't, have, you know, that, that isn't the Patriots, uh, maybe for similar reasons that Brady felt like he wanted to win outside of New England as well. So, um, you know, these guys are just competitive. I, I don't want to diminish them or, or, you know, kind of besmirch them in any way, be, you know, like they're hanging on for a record. I think Bill Belichick is a great coach. I'm just, I don't think that, uh, this is just my personal opinion, I think the Falcons organizationally and going, if you want to have stability in this franchise, I think they'd be better off with a, a, just a younger coach. He doesn't even necessarily have to be a Ben Johnson or a Bobby Slowick. I would be happy with a Raheem Morris, uh, Anthony Weaver, the guy who's been getting a lot of hype out of Baltimore. That's a top-class organization to try to pull talent from. So I think there are a lot of other options out there on the table for the Falcons. And honestly, John, the one thing I'll disagree with you, I, I think that they're going to be patient with this. Um, I think that fans would go crazy if they hired a coach before they had an opportunity to speak with either Slowick or Ben Johnson. So I do think that they will be patient and wait for the playoff, these playoff teams to fall out of the picture that have um, coaching contenders in their ranks. Well, and the more important thing is, will we see them meet with Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. That, that would be interesting. You know, so we'll see yeah. if that happens. All right, Joe's going to stick around here. i got questions about the NFL playoffs. And for you United fans, I have a question, one, just one, about Atlanta United. The Joe, he's, that's his other side job, his other side gig. And we'll have to ask him about that. As we uh, take you towards Abe Gordon at the top of the hour and Hawks basketball today, Hawks in San Antonio, MLK Day at State Farm Marine. Our coverage begins at 3 on your home of the Hawks, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, MLK Day, Hawks, 3 o'clock uh, pregame, 3.30 tip. Steve Holman on the call from State Farm Marina. 
against, I think, Wemby and the San Antonio Spurs in a game the Hawks absolutely, absolutely 100% positively have to win. And I didn't turn my phone off. I apologize. That, <clears throat> that was bad on me. All right. Let me turn the sucker off. Sorry about that. Uh, and, of course, we have NFL today uh, with the Eagles and Bucks game at 8.15. We will join the Steelers and Bills game, the game that got moved in Buffalo in progress. So it'll be Hawks-San Antonio, Steelers-Bucks in progress. Uh, pardon me, Steelers-Bills in progress, and then the Eagles and Bucks on 99 the game. And coming up at the top of the hour, Abe Gordon, who will have a different spin than Joe and I on the head coaching search uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, only because he's Abe. That's the only reason. Um, Joe, um I want to talk about Harbaugh for a second. Now, there's an attraction in Harbaugh with the Chargers. He knows the organization, played quarterback for the organization, even though it was in San Diego at the time. Knows Dean Spanos personally, knows the people there. He's got a quarterback in Justin Herbert. You have both – I don't know if it's ever happened that you have both head coaches in a national title game immediately leave for for new jobs. I mean, think about that. And three of the four in the playoff uh, are out. Uh, So, But he's going to go to the NFL – the attraction seems to me the selling point to Harbaugh in Atlanta is, is unlike the Chargers, I think this is a more winnable division with the team that you would have in Atlanta. You get to pick your quarterback, whoever that is, and uh, you wouldn't be in the same conference as your brother. So all of those things seem to be kind of attractive things, uh, not to mention, you know, houses are cheaper and the taxes are lower. Um, all those <laughs> things seem to me to be possibly a selling point to Jim Harbaugh about being here. Yeah, but with how much money he's going to get paid, I don't know if the taxes even matter. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, they're going to throw the, the bank at him. And don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think that Jim Harbaugh would be a fantastic hire. I, I just personally, John, I almost just kind of – I'm not even considering it at this point just because it would be such a coup if they were to get him. Like, uh, because of the things that you mentioned about, you know, the, I think the Chargers job – is a great job in general as far as coaches are concerned because they've got that superstar quarterback already in place. But, you know, even more reason for Jim Harbaugh. But, yeah, no, I totally agree that I think that, you know, he is a guy who has who has a lot of the things that Bill Belichick brings, who we just talked about in the last segment in terms of the experience, the, you know, he's, he's won in the NFL, not a Super Bowl, of course, but he's, you know, he's taking teams to the Super Bowl, taking a team to the Super Bowl against Atlanta, actually, which was a painful one. Um, and he could build, and he could be a longer-term vision. He could be that kind of – he could be the Bill Belichick type of coach that has a longer-term runway and outlook for the future and could really kind of build things and mold things in his vision. Um, that would probably also, like Bill Belichick, require a little bit of um, uh, control over personnel to be delegated his way. Um, don't know what that means for Terry Fontenot, but – Listen, Rich McKay and Arthur Blank in that press conference that they did said that Terry Fontenot's specific role and, and duties in his job as general manager will be kind of tenuous uh, um, based upon who they hire. And so it does seem like they are willing to shift some things organizationally um, if they do get the right coach. So I do think that the Falcons would make a compelling offer for him and a, a compelling destination. But ultimately, I just don't see it happening because I think there are better options for him and his situation out there on the table. We're talking with Joe Patrick. He's our Falcons insider and our Falcons reporter as we uh, get ready for the Falcons and their announcement here, you know, whenever it happens, uh, of a new head coach. And I guess it could surprise us and or surprise – I'll speak for myself – surprise me and go after a, a Slowick or Callahan, a Weaver. I think they're probably leaning towards 
a quicker fix. Somebody who's, you know, again, I think it's imminently doable to say to fans, if you're Arthur Blank, look, I, I hired a coordinator in Mike Smith. I hired a coordinator in Dan Quinn. I hired a coordinator in Arthur Smith. Uh, I need somebody right now that's going to come in who's got the, you know, the pedigree coming in the door of, of going to a Super Bowl and knows what it takes. I, I don't need to be taking any more chances on coordinators. And he would never add at my age, but you could add at my age uh, into that. Uh, so, because the I, team is built to win now. Yeah, John, can I can I add a little something? I think it's been interesting to watch these teams in the NFL playoffs this year um, succeed with both models. You know, like you got you you got uh, Ben Johnson, who's obviously a head coaching candidate, but he's working underneath. Dan Campbell, who's very much not of the wonderkin mold. You know, obviously everybody was kind of making fun of him when he first got the job, and he's more of the the CEO type of head coach, kind of similar to a guy who's out there in Mike Vrabel, and I think a guy in Bill Belichick who would be of that mold. So, you know, I, I would stress that I, I think both models can work. I think the, the 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 positive of having the play caller, offensive minded guy is that then you have that offense kind of set in stone. You don't have to worry about losing a coordinator. I think there's a big question mark as to what Bill Belichick's coaching staff might look like if he were to come to Atlanta because his successor in Gerard Mayo in New England is a guy who's been there for a while, knows those coaches, and I'm sure will want to keep a lot of that New England coaching staff around. So will Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, come with uh, Bill Belichick, Joe Judge? Like, I think there's lots of unknowns, but I think that it's important to stress that both models can work, uh, I, and I would put Jim Harbaugh, as much as he is involved in the offense and the X's and O's, I think that he would be more of a kind of a, an overseer of a, of a broader coaching staff that does a lot of the specific in-game work. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what way the, the, the Falcons end up going because they've been interviewing, you know, an associate head coach, Anthony Weaver, from the, from the Ravens defensive-minded guys as well. So there's just a, still a lot of op- or options out there for the team. Mentioned that uh, you know you got a kind of side gig. You you know you're all over AMB, including Atlanta United. The uh, yeah. preseason is upon us shortly. Here uh, we lose another star. Uh, there are changes again to the roster. What is you know as it as it stands right now, as you see the roster is constructed, and of course there'll be some you know additions and subtractions because always are. Uh, but as you see the roster playing out this year, what it's kind of the broad expectation does the, the franchise have of the team this year? And what's your broad expectation of what kind of result we're going to get? I think fans should expect this team to just take another like four, positive step. I thought that last year was, it was definitely a positive step. Obviously it didn't end the way that anybody wants, but last year, this team had a lot of work to do. There's a lot of actually similarities that Atlanta United has had with the Falcons in terms of the state that the salary cap was in and how they had to kind of navigate their way through that mess. That's basically been the last couple years. Um, I would kind of associate last year's Atlanta United with kind of like 2022 version of the Atlanta Falcons, where that was really the last year where you were really having to eat a, a, a big crap sandwich. The, the good news for the Fal- or for Atlanta United um, and what makes them different is that the, the structure of MLS and the sport of soccer, I think, you know, you can really be driven by a few star players. And those star players were some of the best in MLS for Atlanta United last year. And that helped them get to the playoffs and made them a dangerous team. And, but they obviously had, um, you know, kind of some, some shaky spots and vulnerabilities. And I think that, you know, when you look at what they've done this offseason, 
they've really addressed those. They went out and they got a young American goalkeeper. I just say American because that means it leaves you with more international squads to spend elsewhere on the roster. Uh, And then obviously they lose Miles Robinson. That one really hurts, and it's not a good look for the club, the fact that he essentially took less money to to just leave and play somewhere else in MLS for one year. He probably still has eyes on Europe eventually. Um, but, you know, they lost him. That, that's no good. But they got in a bona fide European center back. who's a big, a little bit of a different style. He's actually even a bigger guy than Miles Robinson. This guy is 6'4". His name is uh, Cyan Gregerson. He's from Norway. Um, we'll actually get to talk to him tomorrow. But it's really important to get these players and get the roster sorted out before today, which is the, they start their preseason camp today. Um, and it's good to have these major players who are going to be big parts for them to be in throughout the entire preseason. So they really get that, that valuable time in training camp to get to know their teammates both on and off the field and, connect, and, and develop those connections that are going to last into the season. Well, being a Norwegian, as I am, uh, I could tell you one thing is true about Norway huh. is that all those people that speak, is, yeah, is they all speak English. I mean, literally, yeah, they do. Yeah. They start taking English. They, they ta- yeah, they start. Everybody in Norway starts taking English classes in second grade. It's like mandatory. Yeah. He's a. Uh, okay. I, I actually saw the the club did a little interview with him. Yeah, and he's he's speaking English, and um, and he's a big fisherman. So I think he'll fit in well here uh, in, <laughs> in Georgia. <laughs> you know, those Nor- You know, they got a lot of seas up there. They like to fish. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Well, yeah, you just got to get into bass fishing and not so much. You yeah, know, exactly right. He's got to get a yeah. You know, he's got to get a little prop on the back of a this boat. little itty bitty yeah, five pound there. bass. What is that? You know, <laughs> we're going. Man, you got a five pounder. Yeah, right. He's like, yeah, the, this is a minnow. <laughs> <laughs> Good accent. But yeah. So it, well, it, it, I tell you this, Joe. I've got well, sixty it, seconds left. It, it's yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see where they go. And how fast they move here, because if if it's the hoodie, I don't see any real reason to wait. I mean, I guess yeah. if it's not if they, if they wait much longer, I'm going to say maybe it's not him. Yeah, yeah, it'll only be interesting for the Falcons. Like, if it, it, it would be very interesting if they were to hire make a hire soon before these other coaches are done and are able to interview. I, I, and I just think that that would show you that they are kind of fixated on a certain – maybe it might not – well, I don't want to say they were – they've always been fixated on Bill Belichick, but it would show you that they were looking at a certain type, a certain profile of head coach if they are to do it soon. And and that's, and then that they wouldn't have really been considering these guys like Ben Johnson and Bobby Sloak. So we'll see. We'll see how – We'll see how it all plays out. They guarantee that it would be a diverse coaching search. And I think so far with the, the guys that they've they've you know chosen to interview so far, it has been on the terms of like offensive guys, defensive guys, neither. <laughs> so they, I mean, they they are staying true to their words so far. So you got to give them that. All right, Joe. Thanks much. Uh, do look forward to talking to you in the uh, near future. Thanks. I appreciate it, Bob. Yep. Thanks for having me on, John. Appreciate it. Uh, my thanks to Eric Slaughter as well. Stand by. Abe Gordon's got his own thoughts on this coaching search for the Atlanta Falcons. We have Hawks basketball for 3 o'clock pregame, 3.30 tip. State Farm Arena on MLK Day against the San Antonio Spurs. And then uh, joining the Steelers, Bills in progress, the Eagles and Bucks tonight. All ahead on a very busy day on the radio station. Stay tuned for all of that as we continue on this MLK, uh, MLK Day on Sports Radio 90 time the game. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.